You're listening to the It's Not Your Diary podcast, and I'm your host, Ty. Here, we combine faith, tough topics, and journaling to maintain our wellness through life's everyday struggles and to reach generational healing. So get ready for some deep, eye-opening conversations and get ready to take notes. Remember, it's not your diary because what we journal about affects the generations to come. What are you leaving for the generations that come after you? Don't know? Well, let me help you. Just grab a pen, your diary, or a journal, and let's get into the show. What's in your diary? 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 Hey, welcome back to another episode. I have an announcement. So guess what? This week is episode number 80. Wow. 80 episodes of this podcast. Are you crazy? It's the 80th episode. If you have not left us a review yet, please go leave us a review. Leave us stars. Wherever you are listening at, leave us a review. I would truly appreciate it. I wanted to play for y'all the most listened to and downloaded episode of the entire podcast. And that's actually the episode I did with Carla last year. It was like season four, episode eight. It was a great episode. So I want y'all to enjoy this episode, especially because next week is like the last episode of the season. You know, I'm going to come back with the bonus episodes, of course. But in honor of this episode, y'all remember I did the recharge segment for a while and it was just like, what was allowing us to feel recharged? And in this season, really just being rooted and fasting from the things that God has told me to fast from. I'm just really trying to be focused in this season because God is doing a lot of different things in my life. So enjoy this episode. Definitely share it with anybody who you know is kind of in that wilderness type of season. Um, Anyone who's just feeling like they might be lost in life. So I hope you enjoy this episode and let's get into the replay. Welcome back to another episode, everybody. It's your girl, Ty, and I'm here with a special guest, my friend, Carla. I know y'all heard me talk about her. She's the one who started our book club slash Bible study and also named the segment Recharged after our group, which is called She Charged. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm so thankful to be here today. We're happy to have you. So before we get started and start off with a segment, first, I want to have Carla share her story with you all, because I'm sure, of course, like our testimonies can always help somebody. So can you go ahead and talk about your faith journey and just your, I guess, your life story? Okay. Well, I was born into a Christian family. I grew up going to church, I think it was like at least three times a week. You know, my mom was a very strong woman of faith and my dad kind of just tagged along. Um, But then I stopped going to church when I turned, I want to say 13. Mm And I obviously I I knew God existed Mm -hmm. and he was, you know, around, but I wasn't really like diving into his word. I wasn't I wasn't praying. I wasn't none of that. Mm -hmm. I would just, you know, just live life as it was. Mm -hmm. And then I was out. Okay, so I grew up, you know, get old enough. You start going out with your friends. You start drinking, you start Mm -hmm. doing all this stuff. So I was out here. (laughs) 
But for some reason, once I turned 21, every time after I would go out, be promiscuous, I always felt alone. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the night, I felt alone. I felt just worthless. Um, I never finished college. So I would beat myself up about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been at my job now for 12 years and I just felt really stuck. Mm. So then about a year ago, I decided, you know what, let me just try God. Mm. I seen my cousin, I seen you, I seen other people around me just really trying God. And I was like, okay, if it's working for them, just let me see what just happens. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I started trying God. I started little by little, I would go to church. I started visiting multiple churches because I didn't know where I wanted to be yet. Mm. And I found a great church. I found Chicago Tab on the north side of Chicago. And I really loved it. I loved the environment. It was just so warm. Mm. So I started inviting my friends. I started getting more into the word. And then Corona happened. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, dang, okay. Mm. Then I was like, all right, God, I'm here. Obviously, you have me alive for a purpose. So I'm like, all right, well, what's my purpose? Because I feel like I'm not good at this, this, and that. I don't have, like, the qualifications. Like, why did you place me on this earth? What is the point? So I started digging into that. Mm -hmm. And once I started digging into my purpose, I found out who God is. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started falling in love with God. So how do you, how long did it take you, like, from the time you realized you were just really feeling lost till now to really, like, accept God and just follow him fully, trust him fully? I don't think I really started thinking about that stuff till I was like 22. I'm mm-hmm. 26 now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was just out here living my quote unquote best life mm-hmm. as social media would say. But it's just that feeling of emptiness, that feeling of loneliness. And I know a lot of other people experience but experience it, but mm-hmm. they don't they don't talk about it. Yeah. So for me, I was just like, I'm tired of feeling like this. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel so alone? Why do I feel like, you know, there I have no purpose or mm-hmm. I'm just living life, but I'm not really living it. You know what right. I mean? Right. It took me that long to realize it. <laughs> Yeah, and I I mean, I completely understand because I feel like that's how I was. Like, even though I was in my career, like, I went to school for what I wanted to do. I still felt lost. Like, I still felt, like, unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. Like, I achieved all these things that I wanted to do, but they don't mean anything. So, yes, I completely agree. And so for our first segment that's named after she charged we have our recharge segment since we have our founder here we have to ask you um what makes you feel what's making you feel recharged in this season in this current season right now what's making me feel recharged is obviously my group of girls that i have Mm -hmm. they're amazing i feel like they can feed into me and i can feed into them that's Mm -hmm. awesome um, also, I'm reading a book by Sarah Jake Roberts. <laughs> I believe it's Finding Your Destiny or Following Your Destiny. And it's just really been speaking to me. She's going through the life of Ruth and I'm in the process of finding my destiny and really living my destiny. So yeah, that's been good. And just daily devotionals mm-hmm. as well. And for me, what's making me feel recharged, I feel the same. I love our group. 
I love, we're actually reading a book, but we didn't really talk about that. Um, meditating at night, devotionals in the morning, and sermons. I need at least like three a week. Yeah, especially <laughs> once once you find your good, your good pastor, then you're good to go. You mm-hmm. have your sermons. <laughs> yeah. And so for our next segment, I wanted to do one more just because I haven't did a journal segment at all this season. So for the favorite journal that I chose um, was actually last Sunday, so the 13th. And the question was, what have you learned about yourself this year? And my answer, I actually shared it on Instagram too. Um, I just really feel like I don't like the fact that I'm living in the flesh. I've accepted it Mm. because (laughs) it's so hard. Like, being nice to people who are nice to you and like i don't know i just have accepted that i don't like it i don't like it i have to constantly remind myself like god's promises you got to focus on his promises but the flesh is always like why are they being rude and oh, like, yeah i feel you that's hard <laughs> yeah so that's what i've learned about myself i don't like it so i'm trying to constantly remind myself to ignore my flesh mm-hmm. so yeah i mean that's what i learned and that kind of segues us into the fact that our that kind of segues us into today's topic which is lost in life And the reason why is because, like, when we follow our flesh, I feel like we end up lost. Definitely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and I was just thinking, like, oh, like, I'm just sick of living in the flesh because it's so easy because the world kind of tells you, like, follow what you want to do. Yeah, it's all about, yeah, it's all about you, what you Mm want to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm sick of it. So, yes, lost in life because, I mean, we both been lost in life. And for this episode, I actually have three scriptures and three points. So um, I'll kind of talk about them throughout. But I want y'all, if y'all taking notes, which I hope you are, um, write down in your journals, John 10, 25 through 27, which is going to be on the topic of discerning God's voice. Psalms 23, 3, which is going to be on being obedient And then Genesis 22, verse 2, which is going to be on feeling equipped. So one thing that I really wanted to talk about was like the fact that we all kind of want to hear God's voice. But like, are we actually ready and willing? You know, once we hear his voice, are we going to be obedient? Are we ready to hear what he wants us to do? And because like one thing that I say now is that when I got married, I prayed, like I prayed a lot from November to like the day we got married, I was just praying. Mm -hmm. And maybe like a few weeks before God revealed to me that it wouldn't be easy and that I would have to sacrifice. And the one thing that like God kept saying was like, it's not going to be easy and you're going to have to sacrifice. So I'm praying like about what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. He's telling me it's not going to be easy and I'm going to have to sacrifice. It was like never anything about like my husband. Like It was really all about me. And that's when I like started to realize that the generational curses like that are on our families and our bloodlines and stuff. It's just like tough. Like it's just really, really tough. And I really feel like, oh, so yeah, when God told me that I was just thinking like, it's tough. 
like going through to get to the other side of this curse is going to be really tough for me, for my family. And God never gave me anything about any, anybody else. And um, it was crazy because when I was thinking like about like something being tough, I was thinking about the fact that God... So in the flesh, we deal with things that are tough, like meat, for example. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating a piece of meat and it's tough, normally you're just going to spit it out. You're not going to waste your time. But in the flesh, okay, generational curse, if it's tough, it's tough. The same as the meat, but in the flesh, you can't eat it. You have to spit it out. But in the spirit, it's like this is a curse on your family and it's tough. Yeah. And in the flesh, you can't handle it on your own and you want to give up. And... Um, allowing God to come in and really allowing him to help us fight everything that he has for us. But it's like, I was starting to think like, okay, am I, like sometimes we be thinking like, okay, are we really ready for this? Like, this is what I'm praying for. I wanted to get married. I wanted this family. God told me it was pretty much going to be hard and I was going to have to sacrifice. Like, if that's what you want, go ahead and do it. But I'm already telling you what's going to happen. But it's like, are we ready to hear that? Like, that's what you want, but are you ready to hear it? And I don't know. It was kind of like, it's kind of like in the flesh, we deal with things that are impossible yeah so once it comes back to the spirit it's okay god wants us to get through these curses to conquer everything that he needs for us for our kids and for our families but it's impossible in the flesh but with him like when we invite him in we can conquer everything like we can get through it but without him it's pretty much impossible and you can pretty much just give up because you're trying to do it on your own like we said like constantly trying to make steps on our own and it's like are we ready to climb the mountaintops yeah, I feel you. You remember the story of Abraham? Yes. And how he took his son, well, God told him, sacrifice your son on the top of the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and he waited so long to have his son. So it's like God told him what he needed to do. I'm sure he didn't want to go kill his only son that he waited almost like 100 years for. Like, he didn't want to do that, but it was clearly a test in there somewhere so it's like when God speaks and we don't like what he says and we don't feel equipped for what he's saying, do we really want to hear what God is saying to us or do we just want to get all the good things that God has for us? Right. I think people ignore the fact that you do have to sacrifice. I know mm-hmm. for for me personally, the generational curse that I'm dealing with right now is pornography and lust. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a battle for me because I was exposed to pornography at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I was going through my grandfather's phone and he had like some weird, crazy pictures in there. And I was like, what is this? You know, like, mm-hmm. okay. And then I just started researching it. So on my journey, like in the beginning of the year, I just felt like, 
wow, like here I am trying to look for God and I'm still dealing with this lust. I'm still dealing with like the pornography. Mm. Like how do, how do I get rid of this? And I think I was putting so emphasis, like too much emphasis on what I can do Mm -hmm. instead of turning to God and being like, here, I'm surrendering this problem that I have. And I know it's a generational curse. Mm -hmm. And I know God has called me to break that curse, Mm -hmm. not only for me, but for my future children. Mm -hmm. In my room, I have a post-it and I have, I'm a trauma breaker. It's not about me. It's about my children, you know, and I'm thinking about them now. So every time, you know, when I want to go see those videos or when I want to be lustful or anything mm-hmm. like I'm thinking about my kids my future kids you know and that motivates me but it's also I was reading my bible the other day and it was basically saying what you were just saying mm-hmm. that I have to turn that over to God there's no way that I can overcome this with just mm-hmm. the flesh because mm-hmm. it's too difficult so I was praying about it and you know God told me like through a, a different sermon that I was watching um, it's Jerry I believe flowers mm-hmm. he was talking about our mindset and how when we're transforming we have to transform our mindset first mm-hmm. and yeah. he was like what are you feeding into your mindset and he's talking about music I love music you know I'm you know I like <laughs> to get a little ratchet sometimes or whatever but he's like you know you have to be careful with what you're listening the lyrics like what are they saying mm-hmm. obviously we know all these lyrics nowadays right. are super lustful mm-hmm. so God's like you need to like tone it down a lot And I was like, okay, Lord. So now I'm just like trying to venture off into finding great Christian music that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I try to put you guys on too. Like, you know, I would send music on there because nobody, nobody wants to listen to gospel music all day. You know, we want to, we want to get a little ratchet for the Lord too. That's all I listen to is like the old gospel, but I need to start listening to the ones you sing because I was listening to the playlist. It was good. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of great Christian artists right now. Like the young Christian artists mm-hmm. are doing their thing. Like I am so grateful for them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they sound like the Drake. Yes. The gospel music. Yes. But what is it called? They have they have a, a playlist on Spotify. It's called Christian R and B. I found so many good things on there. Mm. So if you're a R and B lover, you should check that uh, okay. playlist out. See, and I didn't know because I was trying to look on Apple like for Christian R and B, and it was just like regular R and B with no curse words. <laughs> I think um, on Apple, they have like the worst playlist. So it's not good. If you're looking for like a playlist and stuff like that, I would just hop on Spotify because they always have really good ones. Mm, Okay. That's what I need to do. And so one thing that I always say is like, so how do you know that God is speaking? But before you answer that, I always say like, if God speaks to me, I like want to make sure I write it down, whether it's through like a sermon, um, like if I'm studying and I'm reading something and it stands out, if somebody says something, like multiple people say it or just anything like that, I always write it down. But how do you keep track of what God is saying to you? Um, so I'm still like dipping and dabbling into mm-hmm. different things because I don't have it down perfectly mm-hmm. right now. But I know for me, I enjoy listening to sermons. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like a topic is continuing to be brought up, mm-hmm. I know that's God talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, or like one time we were talking about mental health in our group chat. And then I got in my car and the sermon just went straight to mental health. And I was like, okay, God, all right, you're talking to me. 
Um, also, I emphasize reading your Bible a lot because, man, I be putting that off sometimes. But when I read my Bible, I feel like God is directly speaking to me. Yeah, that's what they say. Our premarital coach, who has now has his own community, he always say the Bible is the only book that you read and it reads. You. Yes, it's so true. Then yeah. you feel like a goofy when you've been going through something. You're like, I don't know what to do. Right. And you read your Bible and the answer's right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's amazing how God work how God works like that and I mean I feel like you said it like the way you know is God is like if you hear the same thing over and over again and I kind of feel like no matter what if we write it down it becomes like plain like okay you know I said this that's mm-hmm. why you wrote it down like even if it was just a small thought like knowing to write it down and like just to touch back on the situation with Abraham and like feeling equipped or feeling unequipped for the job if we don't really feel equipped and we think back to what he did okay in Genesis um, 22 verse 2 God basically told Abraham like I said earlier to take his son sacrifice him on the mountain and Abraham waited so long to get his son and now he basically told him to go kill him Mm -hmm. like how terrible is that but then God spoke and Abraham moved so when God speaks to us it's like we're supposed to move so do you feel like it's been times where maybe God did speak and you were like hesitant oh all the time (laughs) all the time girl so for me personally I am okay so God told me you know I I need you to start a podcast Mm -hmm. and I'm like God I don't know what I'm doing out here like you know, I'm a little scared. I'm mm. fearful. And that's one thing that I've noticed. I kind of let fear run my life and it shouldn't yeah. be like that because God didn't give us, you know, the mm. spirit of fear. But I was watching a sermon from Michael Todd. It was uh, the series Marked. Mm. And he was talking about if God tells you something, you should write it down. Just write it. He wants to see if you will mm. just write it down, if yeah. you really believe that this can happen. So one day I was in my room and I was like, okay, podcast. I don't know what I was going to do with it, but I just wrote podcast. And I left it there in my notebook. And now it's just, it's starting to really like manifest Mm -hmm. because how awesome that I have a a good friend that has her own podcast that can teach me, you know, and I have, I've been blessed with a group of girls that can, you know, help me with this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I've been hesitant, but now I'm starting to feel like, okay, I can step out. Once I make that move, mm-hmm. God's going to work through the move that I make. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's crazy because it's pretty much like a test. Yeah. Like every time he speaks, it's just a test. For example, like he told Abraham, take his son up to the mountain sacrifice him pretty much kill him tie him up everything and then just kill him but god was pretty much just testing him the whole time just to see if he was going to be obedient and you know he didn't actually have to kill him but it's like are we willing to make those sacrifices for the things that we feel like we might have waited so long for but we never get And if anybody's listening to this and they are a generational healer and are like trying to conquer those generational generational curses, you really have to be obedient and you really have to get up to the top of your mountain and like just like Abraham did because there are tests and whatever God is really telling us to do, telling me to do, telling you to do and anybody listening 
It's like we literally have to do it. And I feel like I say that almost on like every podcast. (laughs) But I don't know, it must be somebody that's like not doing something that God is telling them to do. But uh, the mountaintop is pretty much going to prepare us for the valleys that God pretty much has. And I want to explain it for people if they're visual. Imagine being on a mountain, large landform that rises above um, the surrounding land, aka hills and valleys, and usually forms a peak. So the peak is basically like the generational curses. Mm-hmm. And you might have like 10, 50, 100, 3,000 generational curses. I don't know on your bloodline, but God is going to give you specific ones, the same ones that he might have gave somebody else. So you're climbing this mountain with God and only God, but you can't really control anybody else. So this is just your mountain, your life, your bloodline for the purposes that you need to do. Nobody else. Like, so not pointing a finger at any else in your life but getting up this mountain with God but the problem is that your grandparents might have tried to climb this same mountain so the devil already knows and I think we talked about this before like the devil knows like the spots to hide in he knows our weak spots he knows like what's going to get us like stop or whatever and just give up but because he knows our blind spots like he's going to try to knock us down and right. he might knock us down and then that's like the terror part and you know he might have knocked down our great-great-grandma our aunts our sisters moms you know all these people but now it's our turn and now we have to get over the mountain but the next mountain it might be taller so we have to get stronger so God might put us in a position where we have to just get stronger for our kids so our kids can see oh my mom did this in order to get through the hard points in life and it all comes down to like when i was thinking about it and taking notes to trust we have to like conquer these generational curses but we need to do it with god but we don't trust that god can get us over the mountain yeah and I mean, do you feel like it's been a time in your life where you did come up against something and you just felt like, no, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it? Um, I can tell you about a time that I got tested. Okay. And it was, it's a silly test, but it showed me a lot. Mm-hmm. So this happened earlier in the year, like peak Corona. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of people were on the road, blah, blah, blah. So I'm getting ready for work. And I had been praying because I was like, God, you know, I want to I want to be able to discern your voice. I want to be able to hear you. Like, just show me something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Give me a sign. I don't know. Just I want to be able to know it's you. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting ready. And I like have a thought that says, hey, go grab your insurance card, your car insurance, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I, you know, I usually have one, a picture of it in my phone or I don't know where it's at right now. And then I look over to my dresser. It's right there. And I was like, okay, whatever. I still get ready. And then I get that same voice again. And it's like, grab your insurance card. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to need this for. I'm on my way to work. I get stopped by a cop. 
the cop was like super rude. I'm like, okay, whatever. He gives me a ticket and I'm like, dang, I got a ticket. But was that God telling me to grab my insurance card? Mm. And I told you guys about it when Mm. we we were doing our first book. And I was like, I don't know, guys. Like, I feel like this is like God trying to test me and see if I'm like really wanting to listen to his voice. Mm -hmm. And you guys like, well, yeah, maybe. Who knows? So then my court date finally comes and then I'm getting ready again. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wear my scrubs so <laughs> the judge can feel bad for me, you know, pardon me or whatever. And then um, I had read my Bible and basically God was like, where are you really putting your trust in? Are you putting mm-hmm. your trust in your looks to get you off of this ticket? Or do you trust me mm-hmm. to get you off this ticket? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm having an internal battle. I'm like, dang, what do I do? Do right. I just wear my scrubs or go like dress like a civilian? And then my mom, she's like, she sees me. I decided just to stay in whatever, my leggings and a top. And she's like, aren't you going to wear your scrubs so you can get off that ticket? (laughs) And I was like, no, I think I'm just going to go like this. End up going dressed like a civilian. What happens? The court is closed. And I text you guys and I was like, oh my God, you guys, I think this was a test from God to see if like, I really do trust him. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about it and I felt, I don't know, I felt like so like overjoyed for some reason. So then I get another court date Mm -hmm. and I'm like, dang, now I really have to show up. I was like, okay, I'm not going to wear my scrubs. I'm just going to go. But I kept saying, I kept telling everybody like, I know I'm going to get off this ticket. I know I'm going to get off this ticket. Like it's, it's no big deal. I'm feeling like this was a test from God and he's been trying to show me something. Mm -hmm. So I go, have no idea what I'm going to say. Then they ask me, like, do you plead guilty or not? And I was like, no, I don't plead guilty. Still no idea. Like, it's coming up. I'm going to have to say something. What happens? They pardon me. They're like, you don't have to pay the ticket. The cop's not here. You're good. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. this has been God. Because mm-hmm. trying to see if you were going to wear Yeah, that's a, that was a $500 <laughs> ticket. <laughs> it was $500? Yeah, because you have to pay court costs too. Oh. So God's like, let me see. Let me see where you went, girl. Let me see. Wow. See, that's crazy. But that's yeah. a powerful story. Because he really does test us like that, like telling us exactly what to do. We don't listen. Because it's like, oh no, that voice, that's just... Uh, yeah but it's like all along you know it's that yeah you just gotta it's like you said you have to trust because if you if there's no trust there's nothing Mm -hmm. that's in a relationship and we are in a relationship with god right you know what i mean exactly yeah powerful stuff so another point that I did have was when it okay, so when it comes to God's promises, like I said, we have to trust him. He's already made promises to us. Like in Psalms 23, 3, it reads, He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. So we already know that God is going to guide us as long as we are his children. Like in John 10, 25, it says, Jesus answered, talking to Solomon, did I tell you, but do you not believe the works I do in my father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. So basically God is saying like his children already know his voice and are going to listen to it. And if you don't know his voice, don't hear his voice, basically you are not my child. 
So like when it comes back to like, this is his word. He's already saying, we know his voice. And then in Psalms 23, three, basically David is speaking, saying he guides me along the right path for his name's sake. So God basically already told us we are his children. His children hear his voice. He's going to guide us along the right paths. And we have to be able to trust that and always come back to that. Like he made me a promise in my marriage. He gave me his blessing, but like it's tough now. Tough, mm-hmm. remember, like to me, tough in the sense that it's impossible. My marriage is impossible without God. It's not going to work without him. And he's saying, he's going to guide me along the right path. Like you can't do it without me, but I'm still going to guide you along the right path. It's not going to be easy. And so often I feel like we always want things to be easy. Yeah. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be convenient. Like God's path, the right path is just not going to be a simple path. So yeah, the right path might be tough and the right path might be super dark. The right path might be super lonely. The might the right path might be cold, might be painful, but trusting that you are on the right path because you are on the path that God needs you to be on. And like, that's it. That's all that matters. I know I say this again on every podcast, but like the whole purpose of life. And I had a like very hard time realizing this. I don't know if you had a hard time realizing, but like I didn't really realize that the purpose of life was to become who God needed me to become and to fulfill like the purposes that God needed me to fulfill. Like I just had a hard time realizing that like because I used to go to church, go to children's church, but I still never understood that. How about you? For me, um, I had to pray about that. Mm -hmm. And I have um, a purpose prayer that I wrote down. And I wrote down, you know, God, make my desires your desires. I don't want my desires no more Mm -hmm. because what you have for me, I know is a thousand times better than what I want for myself. Mm -hmm. And during that time where I was lost, it was always, I was always thinking about like, okay, well, what can I do to become better? Like, I'm going to go back to school. Like, what am I going to study that'll make me the most money? Like, I was just so concerned with things that didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And now my focus is how am I using my life to bring glory to God's kingdom? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's a stigma with uh, the Christian life that once you accept Jesus, everything is so easy. You're blessed all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. and of course, we're always blessed. But there, like you said, there's going to be rough times. Mm -hmm. But in Romans, I think it was I believe it was Paul. He was writing about how when we go through trials and tribulations, we should rejoice Mm -hmm. because we're building character. You know what I mean? So when you're going through something, yes, rejoice through that period because God's never going to send something your way that you can't handle. Mm -hmm. And I've had to realize that, you know? Yeah, that's hard to realize. But not even, I don't know if it's hard to realize or like the constant reminder. I don't know why. Like I'm, I always just find myself like reminding myself, okay, allow myself to be in the moment, but then coming out of the moment. And I know I always talk about that, just like being in my emotions temporarily, but then allowing God 
God to just like restore me. So now like I've been, I feel like praying more strategically mm-hmm. just for what I know God is already doing, like what he already wants to do, like just being able to say it verbally to him and even just writing it down. And, um, and I also have a prayer that I want to give the listeners so that, like you said, the same type of prayer um, closer to the end. But did you have anything else on your heart that you felt like you wanted to share? If you're going through a time right now where you're just trying to discern God's voice, for me, that was a really big thing. And I was like, dang, how come I can't? I would see you. I'd be like, dang, Tara, you know, she knows what's going on with God. She got that that hotline bling with him, you know? <laughs> And I was like, why can't I have that? And I started praying and I I came to realize that God speaks in so many different ways. He's not going to speak to us the same way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, through you, I know you say like you just hear his voice and like you meditate. For me, it's like I have to hear sermons Mm -hmm. or like if I'm listening to music, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's he's talking to me through that. Mm -hmm. So just don't put so much pressure on yourself to find a one-way street Mm -hmm. you know also if you're really trying to hear god's voice are you taking that time Mm -hmm. to listen to what he has to say i know in prayer like a lot of us are just asking and praying for things to happen but like any relationship it goes two ways Mm -hmm. we have to sit down and take time to really tell god you know what i'm here i'm ready to listen to Mm -hmm. you and what you have to say Mm -hmm. you know it can't just be like give me all this information spiritual information and you're what are you going to do with it if god's not talking to you exactly it just like goes over your head and out the window and down the street and it's gone yeah so i just feel like everybody should really take that time to just make make time to just listen to god Mm -hmm. and like you say meditate on his word yeah and i feel like through that you know you're you're gonna you're gonna listen to he's gonna talk to you Mm -hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just definitely got to be ready because whenever God speaks, I just you just got to be ready for whatever it is. And all the time is not going to be what you want. Right. It's not going to be what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy. Like I said, you got to walk on the right path and making sure that your right path is like aligned with God's path. It's not your path. It's God's path. Yeah. And I feel like we should be honest with God, too. Mm-hmm. If, if he's telling you something and you're just like, Dan, I don't know, God, what, what'd you say again? Okay, I don't like what you're saying, but you know what? If you say so, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, just accept what he says. Mm-hmm. And like I said, just be honest. If you don't like it, tell him straight up. Like, you know what? I, I don't feel right about this, but I'm going to do what you say. Right. And I think that's the hard part is like coming to terms with like being honest with him, like, like I realize I'm I'm over this flesh thing. Like I'm sick of it, but I'm still like it doesn't change the fact that I'm still gonna do what he needs me to do and I still want to become that person. Like he already knows how you feel about the thing that he wants you to do. He already knows like the reaction he's gonna get in everything. So being able to like come back to a place where it's like, okay, this is how I feel. God, I'm laying it all out, but I'm still accepting whatever it is that you have. I mean, even though I have these feelings, like they don't matter. Yeah. And I do feel like if you're going back to like being tested and stuff like that, and if 
you're getting tested and you fail, don't put so much pressure on yourself mm-hmm. and don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. God God knows everything. He knows mm-hmm. when you're going to fail. He knows mm-hmm. like, you know, you just get back up, you repent, mm-hmm. you reset and you just keep going. And I, I think a lot of us put um, pressure on ourselves to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't call us to be perfect. Right. You know? So mm-hmm. yeah, just reset guys. Repent and reset. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and okay, one last thing for our visual people. Because that's one thing for this podcast. I know some people are visual. Some people like have to envision it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like I said, the peak is the test. Like God is going to put you through tests constantly. He already knows where the devil is going to get you at. You might fall down 50 times. But the point is to get back up and keep trying and keep exactly. trying and don't give up so easily. And one thing I want to share that just popped into my head is like uh, my grandma, and I actually found this out recently when I talked to my mom, my mom said my grandma never wanted to get married because she just, she saw everybody who was married around her, like they would get cheated on. Mm -hmm. And so she never got married. So now that like I'm at this point, like I'm the first person first female under my grandma, my mom, to like get married to my son's father. So now I'm like at that point of like that generational curse, like, okay, past the whole teen mom mountaintop because I wasn't a teen mom, but like now I'm here where my mom and my grandma fell. And so like now, like I'm trying, like I, like when I say I'm trying, I'm trying, but like if I would have given up, I would have just been so upset if I found out later because my mom didn't tell me that before I got married. I didn't find that out till like recently, Mm -hmm. like in July. And so like now that I'm going, I think my focus is different. Like, okay, this is literally a generational curse. Yeah. And like, that's why it's so hard. And that's why God already told me it was going to be hard. Like, he already prepares us for where he's sending us. Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I just think there's people out there who probably feel like giving up on things, but God already made you a promise. So stand on his promises. Yeah. Stand on his promises. Surround yourself with people who are praying for you, Mm -hmm. people who are feeding life into you. Mm -hmm. You know, I know with us, I always text you like, hey, I'm praying for your husband. Mm -hmm. or You know, I let you know I'm praying for your family because your battles matter to me. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and I feel that is so important. That community aspect of having people look out for you spiritually is so important in my eyes yeah you know? i totally agree because and like you can tell it's well i don't know can you tell like people are praying for you uh i'm not that spiritually advanced yet <laughs> well no i just like can tell when people are praying for my marriage not like just me in general but i can tell because i just sometimes see things changing in a way where i'm like whoa 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 oh but yeah uh so to close out this episode i'm gonna end with a journal assignment because i have a prayer that i want y'all to write down and normally i haven't been giving out journal assignments on the podcast but i want you to go ahead and write down this prayer save it for you your family your children's children's children and it goes Lord, thank you for allowing me to reach this point in my life. But from this day forward, allow me to live every day on on your path. 
I give you full control over my life and I surrender the thought of being lost. Give me your direction, Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. And that wraps up this episode. If it touched you in any way, I want you to share it with someone who you know is dealing with something, just feeling like giving up or just feeling lost in the world. And if you want to join our book club slash Bible study, Carla, you want to give us the info for anybody who wants to find you on social media? (laughs) Okay, which one do I say? I don't know nothing about Instagram. So what's the, she charged 20? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you want to join our book club, you can find us at shecharge20 on Instagram. And yeah, I'll add you, you know, to the little familia we got going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're reading a really good book right now. So if you want to join, we're going to be doing the Bible study next, right? Like after we finish the book? I think we are. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that wraps up another episode. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. I hope this episode was a blessing for you. Again, don't forget, this is our 80th episode. So please leave us a review. Please share this episode with someone who you know could benefit from it. Alrighty, I will talk to y'all next week for our season finale. Bye. Uh